Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today is part two of the How to Do Drugs Understanding. Now in the previous podcast, I talked about riding the wave of a drug. And the wave is the high that it gets you to in your mind, where you believe something. Believe something really extraordinary about yourself. You get an extraordinary amount of like spiritual confidence from it. So then you use that as a, you ride that wave mentally into your daily life of your sober life. And that's how you imprint the feeling of the drug onto a sober mind. And that's the good part. You take the good part and you leave aside all the bad side effects of it. The wave is created by certain psychedelic type drugs like marijuana or um, uh, mushrooms or other kinds of trippy stuff, even cocaine. I mean, heroin. I guess I don't. You know, I've never actually experimented with. The thing is, is like that is that one is so dangerous, and we see what's what's happened with that one. So that one is like, I, I really think it should be off limits, just because it's so easy to get sucked into it, and and they've done it through the opioid epidemic. But the point is, is any high you have. It's there to give you some kind of added confidence and motivation. And people use alcohol for that. People use weed for that. People use things to give them just like a feeling of intentionality, a feeling of like strength for just like a split second while they feel normally weak. But you can learn from that mentally by imprinting it and then riding it as a wave. The thought that comes from it that, hey, I am worth something. I am good. I am whatever. It's a positive thought. And that thought can produce a, a great wave of, of surfing in your sober life. You can surf that wave for your whole life. Some people have done that where they just, it's enough for them. They have like extreme experience. They ride that wave. Now, the things that bring down the wave are um, mostly tobacco related. I mean, or it's something that, you know, is, is filled with sugar. Um, things that break your wave is like a ton of like empty carbs or um, some tobacco, to be honest. I mean, there's a reason why like Native Americans waited until their third day of fasting often when they before they even consumed any kind of nicotine because you need to be in such an elated, um, clean state to receive its it's it's real high without feeling like a tremendous low afterward. It, that's the problem is that it feels good on certain elative drugs and it feels good on certain um, uh, uh, certain states of fasting. If you fast for three days, you can sustain some nicotine. But the problem is if you have any food in your system, it just makes you go down. It, it actually cuts your – you get a little rise from it, but then you get a big crash from it because – it, it kills your wave, and then you need to constantly reproduce a wave, and it gets very frustrating. At your highest pinnacle of of greatness, when you really feel that you just like ride so high, you can have some tobacco. But the thing is, is that if you make it a regular practice, it will just cut down the wave that you. And even then, let's just say you you reach such a, a great high, and you wanna. Uh, cut it with a little bit of tobacco and just like feel the cigarette with the real, like people do it after sex, like the cigarette 
and they just or they'll you know have to drink a coffee and have a cigarette and it'll just give them that like pinnacle feeling of high and you can learn from that. But the problem is is that it you you, you you're cashing it out as a price. You're gonna get a, a subsequent low. Um, whereas that with things like psychedelics and, and marijuana, it's like the highs just kind of they go up and they kind of coast down, whereas they go violently down when it comes to nicotine. So people are just kind of fiendishly using it in a way that was really, I don't think, intended to be used by the nature of the plant, which is very useful in in getting you like a really good vision of something and a really good understanding of something, but in very, very low, low doses. So I was using it as a reward system, and it was just kind of killing my – I was using it as a reward system. Like I would write a song, and I'd be like, okay, I write 16 verses. Um, Let me have a cigarette. Let me have a puff of the vape, nicotine. And it was as like like a Pavlovian dog. I I created a kind of like workforce instruct, you know, like a a structure where I would like write four bars – and get a get a hit, write four bars and get a hit, learn four bars and get a hit, memorize four bars and get a hit. And then I would cut it, you know, with a few hits from a cigarette, just be like to give myself like a kind of reward and to motivate myself for the next thing that I write. Because I was finding if I didn't have some kind of motivation, I wouldn't, I would just not write. I would just sit around and watch TV and waste my time. So unless I had some kind of Pavlovian, so that's like one way to use it. But use it to get your ass out of your seat. Use it to get your shit going. But then once you do get it going, abusing it. It's a tool to get started. It's not a tool to bring forever. If you just use it all the time as your reward, then you will stop having – you will stop getting the feeling of doing anything because you're, you can't be doing something for a reason, for, for you to do it for a sustained period. What you do is you use tobacco, you use these very addictive substances as as tools to get you motivated to do something that you're going to do sober, that you want to do sober. And through repeated efforts of doing it not sober, you you imprint a pattern of action that that lasts past the drug. So the drug is there to facilitate an imprinting of a process that you would only be motivated for on the drug. But then it carries over. It should carry over into the sober life. And the longer the sober, the longer you go in that sober life and the more you try to implement it, the wave that you, the, the, the structure, the, the idea that you came up with while you're high, the more you actually pay service to it and try to construct it in your, in your depressed normal life. Because there's just a little bit of depression on that because you don't have the artificial drug giving you endorphins. You don't have anything except your mind. And your mind is, is penchant to just dwell on the stupidest of things that are mostly negative. And the, the, what drugs do is they alleviate that for, for a little while. But then, you, of course, you become dependent on it. If you go to the well too many times, everything is timing. Everything is how much in between of sobriety do you have? Because if you don't have a, like at least three or at least two nights, you're not going to have much to you, – your, your body needs to cycle out what it's kind of built up in terms of the drug, cycle it out, get clean, have, have a few nights of just clean sleep, 
where the blood changes itself, and then you introduce it again, and you get you get almost an, an, you get to almost to the point where it was when you first tried it, and that's you know where you never want to build up too much of a tolerance, because that digs you a hole of dopamine. Uh, the more you, the more if you're doing it daily, if you're doing any drug daily and never take any break you're creating a scenario where you just need it to feel on a normal level. You just need it. You, and you'll definitely not get high from it anymore. You'll just, you'll just use it to get out of a hole every day. Timing will do that. And it's just, it's not like, it's, it, you know, they go, oh, it's addiction. It's just like, it's stupid. It's stupid way of doing. It's not, I mean, it's not addiction. It's just a stupid way of doing. Once you realize how stupid it is, you won't do it. So there's nothing – addiction is bullshit. Addiction, this idea of addiction, that the mind has no power over it, yes, it does. Reason, reason beats addiction every time. If you see that drugs are better for you when you wait to have them and you give yourself more sober time per week than you have drug time, you see how much better you do on both scores. You do the drugs better. And you come up with better things and you build your life out in a way that's responsible and that takes care of both sides of the issue. When you are drugged out all the time, when you are constantly using a drug to alter your perception, you're not dealing in reality in a way that protects your own drug user, you. You know, if you think about it, you're like two people. You're the dude who's doing the drug and then you're the guy who's making sure that the drug user doesn't get himself fucked and thrown in jail and also has money party and to like feel careless enough to be able to do this drug because you can't just be on the street doing drugs or you don't want to be sent to the street because you do drugs. And the surefire way to get there is to just do it every day. And it doesn't matter what drug it is. People think that alcohol is, is not a big deal. It is. If you're drinking it every day, it is. If you can't manage to just go three fucking days without your drug, then, like, what's wrong with you? I mean, you just have to ask yourself that. Like, something something needs to be fixed. And so you should just do it to prove to yourself that you can do it so you just don't have to worry about fixing that problem. So if you're riding a wave of confidence, don't sit there and light up a cigarette and then just, like, I'm going to light up a cigarette while I'm – actually surfing a wave. I mean, think about how stupid that would be if you were actually surfing a, a water wave. And you, you say, you know what? I'm perfectly balanced on this wave. This is the most sublime feeling I've ever felt. You know what would be great with this? A cigarette. And then I would feel even more sublime because I would be like so high. And then I would, and the minute you lit that fucking cigarette to your mouth, you would have one of the biggest wipeouts on that water that you could ever believe. And I've, I've yet to see, like, successful smokers. I'm sure they exist of, of surfers who do this. But I, I, I guarantee you that their wave does not last as long on that cigarette as it would if they never smoked it. The cigarette, the tobacco is a way to break the wave. Now, there are certain impenetrable waves, certain drugs. When you're on them, you can, you can smoke as many cigarettes and they don't bring you down. But they, they, they kind of do. They have their toll. So you should even on the drugs, like, really limit what you're, you know, make them, make them as sacred as possible, space them out as far as possible. Especially tobacco, it needs to be spaced out way far. 
And if you're getting any kind of adverse reaction from it, coughing or anything, that means it's too much. That means your body needs less. And your body always needs less. The body needs the least amount of anything to, to get off. And the more, the, it's like less is more. So every, every time you subject yourself to too much something, it, it desensitizes you to it. And therefore, it doesn't have the effect that you're looking for. What's the point of just taking a drug just to feel, just to get yourself out of a hole every day? That's how a lot of people are with the, with the opiates. The opiates are, they're all whole. And there's very little high you get. You get a certain high of not being in a hole. And that kind of carries you through the day. But then it becomes unbearable to have anything to live without the drug. That's, that's a real problem. But even you can go for fucking three days. Even you, opioid addict, can take a couple days off. Get your shit in order, man. Get your shit in order. Feed your cat. Water your plants. Straighten up a bit. Then go back to your binge. But like three days a week, is that really going to fucking murder you? No, in fact, you'll do the drug more responsibly, even if you were the biggest piece of shit addict right now. So carve yourself a little hole in there, buddy. Because drugs are there to help you to live. They're not here to destroy your life. And to the extent they are, it's just you using them wrong. This is How to Do Drugs and Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.